chaos. Boot to the face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. We taking over the game, so fuck who hating on me. We bounty hunting, taking all of the trash out. Your podcast, a one hit wonder like Smash Mouth. Y'all can talk all that big shit, don't wanna hear it. Shout out to the one and only Santana Garrett. Top rope, dropping elbows from other leagues. Who to the face, hook the leg, it's one, two, three. Chris Rucker, Marty V making mics melt. The mill friendly podcast, don't make your wife melt. Beer drinking, this whiskey chugging, this podcast. We just sit back and laugh and tell them top that Competition is missing, you know they died off Every shirt they put to work is looking fly, boss You want the best in audio, there's nowhere to go Another episode right now, start the show Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 128 Here on fullpresscoverage.com I don't know why I just said that first, but hell, while I did it FullPressCoverage.com. Because you haven't done it like that before, so you might as well do it like that this time. Yeah. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. Download the app. You can find Boot to the Face podcast on there. Talkamania, some other good wrestling podcasts, Chaos Theory, Irish Whip, the whole nine. You can find sports, whatever football team or hockey team or basketball team you enjoy. They probably cover it over there. I'm not going to say they absolutely do. But more than likely, we do, including the Cowboys, which we just released a new episode this past week. Dak to the drawing board. Dak I, to I knew, I knew, I knew it had to do something with that. You know, I didn't, I didn't talk about last week. Yeah, but, but speaking of football, I met Melvin Gordon last week. He uh, came. Oh in yeah, my, I saw that on social media. Came into media. my store and he bought a bed from me. Um, it's pretty cool. He knows for a fact that I hate the fuck Broncos, though. Yeah. Tell you that right now. Damn right he does. Especially when he walks into my store wearing a Broncos I like Melvin shirt. Gordon, though. I do like Melvin Gordon. I like Gordon. Melvin Gordon. I, uh, I'm pretty sure I had him on my fantasy teams a couple times when he was with the Chargers. Um, but, yeah, fuck the Broncos. They're actually... I, I actually if he can stay healthy I hate the and Broncos get a decent quarterback, he'll be, he'll be a really good... Why? You lived in Denver. Yeah. And I had to deal with watching their bullshit all season long. They, they you know what? When they remember of time, they fucking sucked. But their tickets were as high as hell. Like, why the hell are your tickets so damn high when y'all suck? Like, seriously. But you know, Mile High Stadium, Mile High super, Ticket took a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning stole an MVP. Fuck the Broncos. Fuck the Broncos. I will yeah. thank them well, though they because got they, did, Ware, they did Bowl, they did right, give so. me a day off when they won the Super Bowl. Actually, the Super Bowl that we closed the, the year they they won. We closed all those Sundays. All that Sunday we closed all the stores, and then the day of their parade we closed all their stores too because there was like three million people downtown Denver. Um, like, yeah, just just close. Just, just either go and celebrate or uh, just stay home. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go celebrate, so I'm going to stay home. So that's fantastic. I would have went. I've never been a part of a parade before. I've never lived in a city that's won the major championship to have a parade. I mean, we, I, I've been I to the Lakers. Went. If the Falcons would have won a couple years ago, I would have went. I've been to the Lakers, so I've seen the championship. Um, it's not too bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. If the Cowboys ever win the fucking Super Bowl, I'm going to Dallas for the parade. I mean, it's not going to happen. but Like, I'm going. I mean, it's not definitely going to happen in the next four years. 
Okay. Um, moving right along. Marty, I got a good update. Let's hear that update. On Thursday, I get vaccinated. Oh, yeah? Does that mean Monday you're buying tickets? Yeah, I get... No, on Thursday, (laughs) I get uh, the first dose. My wife, uh, she actually got the Johnson & Johnson last week, the one-time dose. Yeah. And it's kind of made her feel like shit. She's just finally starting to... uh, She's finally starting to feel a little bit better. They say if you've had COVID, you have a a bad reaction to the to the vaccine, like worse than other people. And my mom actually is dealing with real bad reactions to it right now. She went to the hospital like twice and they just basically told her, like, there's nothing we can do. Like when you signed the waiver, you said that you would agree to this, that and the third. I'm like, damn, it's cold blooded. Did uh, your mom have COVID? Hopefully she's fighting off whatever. uh, Not that she knows of. Okay. But it's you could still have a reaction to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Um so Yeah, I don't know. I've heard I've heard Hopefully that all works out. That said that they've had the and uh, the second shot, um, even with or without having COVID has, has kicked their ass. So I'm like ah. Yeah. At least for about twenty four hours the second shot's been really bad for people, so that'll be fun. Enjoy. Um, Enjoy. But that's probably why my wife is having such a, a bad reaction to the Johnson and Johnson because it's all, all of it in one. one. Yeah, and she said it was a lot of fucking vaccine too. Like, you know, when you get the the double dose, it ain't that much vaccine they're putting in you, right? She was like, she was like, they kept just pumping it in and pumping it in, like her whole arm hurt. So it was like a puppy anyway, shot. Like she's one vaccinated. Them, Hopefully, them I seven and one puppy shots where they have to mix all of them into one, and they're like. I'm gonna give you this right here. It's like this fucking water bottle right here. <laughs> like it got about that much shit in it. Uh, fucking twenty ounce water bottle. I'm just getting a shot. Why you hook up an so, IV? No, that that's your shot. That's your shot. Yeah, is that's that's the vaccine. Chemo? Don't you? Is this fucking keep up in this bitch? We're in a pandemic, sir. <laughs> do you want to be vaccinated or not? I do. Do these come with WrestleMania tickets? That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't want an apple <laughs> for like giving blood. Just just give me WrestleMania tickets. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah. So. I tell you what, the the process to get vaccinated is so different everywhere. Like on 80 Proof, you know, we got a lot of people in the chat that are all over the country and, and Canada. Canada's basically not getting any unless you're like front line, right? And then in America, like JP from the Irish Whip, he's vaccinated. You know, he works, he does uh, social stuff. Uh, Sheena in the Valley, you know, buys all the boots of the face stuff. She works at, uh, I can't remember if it's CVS or Walgreens, one of them. She got vaccinated, right? I have been essential the entire time and haven't been qualified in the state of Georgia until just recently to be vaccinated. And then I, I get on the website that tells me to, it says you're qualified. It says pick an appointment. And dude, when I tell you, I've had so I've run into so many roadblocks trying to get this vaccination. Like you ran into Friday, I was trying to apply. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you got that one. <laughs> uh, if Friday, y'all don't I was know that do road rock was a reference to GI Joe, where the rock played roadblock. Just so you know. Yeah. I would imagine people listening to this probably are GI Joe nerds. Um, I would hope so. If not, at least the Wayne Johnson think. nerds. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So Friday, I was trying to sign up, and it, I found all these places that had it. Right. 
But this is how stupid the website is. It was like, sign up for your first vaccination. So I picked the soonest. The soonest would have been like this coming Monday. So I signed up for it. They're like, all right, now sign up for your second one. You can't sign up for the first one until you sign up for the second one. Nobody had the second one available. So it's like, how do I sign up for the first one? So then I get another email later on in the night, Friday. I walk through the steps of that. And Georgia has these mass vaccination sites. They're opening up left and right. And so one of them, up until last week, there was only four of them in the entire state. And the closest one was by the airport, which is like an hour and a half from my house. So I would have had to go there. But they just opened up another one. This is all like boring talk. But basically, I'm getting vaccinated on Thursday. And I'm excited. Well, Pumping into my veins. Enjoy. I'm ready to get back to like 10% of the population has been vaccinated, Marty. We're like, we're 10%. We're more than 10% because I think they said what, like 90% needed to be vaccinated to get back to normal kind of some shit like that. So. I don't know. California's starting to open this week. So we shall see. Have you been vaccinated? I have not. That but shit they're just going to. That shit ain't even open out here, man. But they're just going to open California back up without vaccinating. I mean, it's not like Texas open up. It's not like Texas. It's more like, oh, you guys can have have limited quantity dinner inside your restaurant now. Oh, y'all haven't even been able to do that. No, we still haven't done that shit. We're Man. still we're still outside outside inside down dining. So it's um, where uh, movie theaters are starting to, are going to start slowly opening up um, out here this week. So that's uh, uh I, I got a question anything, for you about movies, sir. Yes. Um, well, before, before I get to my question, you were saying restaurants opening. I worked in Friday. I got the choice to pick where I worked on. Right. So I picked downtown Atlanta. Like, I don't know why. And I worked this place called little five points, which if you live in Atlanta, you know about little five points. Uh, there was a Mexican restaurant that I had to go to and the way my route was set up, it had me there at eight 30. And I'm thinking, why would they send me to a Mexican restaurant at eight 30? Marty. There were people at this Mexican restaurant ordering food at 830 in the morning. There was a guy sitting at the bar drinking a Modelo and eating a Chalupa at 830 in the morning. Like, and this Mexican restaurant was fucking huge, dude. Like, I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell's going on in downtown Atlanta? And the dichotomy of different kind of people there was crazy, too. Like, it's one of the reasons I don't like Atlanta and one of the reasons I do like Atlanta is the different people. But movies, man. I've been hearing about this Snyder Cut. Tell me about it, Mark. Oh, man. Am I supposed, should I watch this? Yes. Yes. This is three days away, the 18th. Um, basically, so did you watch, like, Batman vs. Superman? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm a Batman guy. Did I you Superman. watch Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut? No, I didn't. Okay. So you should go back and watch that. Because that's even better than the the, the, react, the theatrical release. Uh, basically, a lot of this shit that people were shitting on for Batman vs Superman, um, <clears throat> some of that is made up in the scenes that were cut and left on the on the you know cutting room floor. So a lot of those gaps are filled with the director's yeah. cut. Um, obviously, Hollywood cuts shit out. They limit the movie time, so they have to like fit that time so they eliminate things. The Snyder cut um, not only does it have like more of what was supposed to be in the movie, but they also went back and reshot more things to add to the movie. They're basically remastering this movie to make it better. Um, 
it's de- it's go oh, dude, it's and this is Justice League, not it's Justice League. Yeah, it's Justice League the way it was supposed to be okay. released in the theaters. Uh, like everybody came back. People, for, for I don't reshoots understand why people and corrections and fillers and stuff that was supposed that was cut out is put back in. Um, it's being released on HBO this week. Um, yeah, if, I, I see. Here's the thing: I like Justice League. Aww. I know people shit on it, but I liked it, and I, I've been waiting. As soon as they announced that Snyder was doing the, the director's cut on this and the Snyder cut, oh man, it, it's going to be fantastic. It's, it's it's like so much longer than the original movie. It's going to be great. Did people shit on Justice League or did they shit on Batman versus they Superman? They shit on both, dude. They didn't shit on really? Justice League because yeah, I like much Batman as versus Batman, Superman. Uh, be Superman, but they did. People did shit on Superman, uh, Justice League. I did. I did feel like watching Batman versus Superman that like the storyline did kind of jump around a little bit. So if you're saying that it's because they cut certain shit out and it would make more sense, but. The whole thing I liked about it was Batman was whooping Superman's ass. I fucking loved that. Yeah, and he see, did it I like, loved it. I loved it. He did it like an old school pro wrestler. <laughs> he did it like fucking Mr. Fuji. He was throwing the damn salt in Superman's eyes, but it was kryptonite yep, instead. Yep. <laughs> went, to, went to whooping Superman's so ass. I was like, heart, yeah, I buddy. This shit right here. Um, no, nah, see, I liked that movie. <laughs> and then, then when they added, when you go back and watch a director's cut, uh, there's more scenes to it. It's like, oh, yeah, that makes more sense now. It makes more sense. Yeah. So I think I think the issue is like everything else. It's like AEW and WWE. Like Marvel's been so good for so long. It's hard for uh why am I drawing a blank? Who makes Superman DC. and Batman? DC. DC. It's hard for DC to jump in now and catch up without almost look like they're copying everything they're doing because all their superheroes are kind of similar anyway. Well, and the problem is that DC started their cinematic universe uh, universe a little bit later than the Marvel. But what people don't get is like way later. DC is meant to be dark. DC is a different kind of story, even though it's, it's all comics, you know, it's not the same as Marvel. It's, it's not, and people expect it to be. And they shit on it so much because it's because of the oh it's it's DC or it's it's trying to be Marvel no it's it's really not yes they're trying to build a cinematic universe like it but it's not they're not copying Marvel that's this has been doing going on for years um, you know the Universal's been doing this for decades with the with the Monsters universe and they've been trying to reboot that thing for like two decades and they still can't get it right. Um, DC, Warner Brothers, they're just, they just, when it comes down to it, I feel like they get too involved and, and it ruins their product. Um, if they just let it be the way it's supposed to be and the way it's like being shot at, then it would be great. Um, if you notice like what DC fails in the movies compared to Marvel, DC surpasses on TV compared to Marvel. Like Marvel's TV universe yeah. is horrible, but DC's universe is fantastic. Um, it's just when it comes to the movies, they're just all over the place. And the fact they and it would be so much better if Warner Brothers would just back the hell out. You know, we would get we were, were about to get a fantastic Batman movie. I guarantee it's gonna be fantastic with Ben Affleck directing and acting. And then they just started like pushing around him, and then to the point where they took him out of the director because he wanted the story to be perfect. 
which makes sense to me. You want you got a guy who wants to make the movie perfect and wants to make a good movie for you, and then you're gonna push him out and bring somebody else in who then has issues with other things and other actors, and then all of a sudden because of said director, now the actor doesn't want to be in the movie anymore. Like, come on, like just back up. When it comes to the movies, they're their own worst enemy, not the fans. It's them themselves. The studio themselves just just doesn't know how to get out of the way. I think that they get they get so much backlash because of Marvel that they get in their head, so to speak, and it's like, okay, now you're trying to overcompensate and it's making it worse. Just chill and give the product. You can't you can't make everybody happy. You know, you, not everybody wants Pepsi. Not everybody wants Coke. You can't make the people drink Coke if they would like more of Pepsi. You know, AEW they're gonna shit on WWE. WWE, they're going to shit on AEW. WCW, they're going to shit on WWF, just like they did in World War III. <laughs> um, I feel like when I was a kid, though, at least in my circle that I ran in, I feel like Superman and Batman were way more popular than Marvel stuff. Like, I knew the X-Men coming up, but I never knew about fucking Iron Man and all these other motherfuckers running around. Because I wasn't big in the comics. I just knew what I watched on TV. X-Men was on TV. X-Men Batman was on TV. Superman. Yeah. And, you know, I knew about Captain America and shit like that. But, like, the cool people in Marvel, I had no clue about the Guardians of the Galaxy and fucking Iron Man and and people like that that I actually like now. I knew about Spider-Man. Um, so, yeah, I... I it's weird how that's flipped, at least in my eyes. I don't know how it was where you. No, I, I'm the same way. Like I was all, I grew up, um, you know, Batman. I was a Fox kid, so I came home. I had Power Rangers, Batman, Spider Man, X Men. Um, watch all. I watch all four of those shows currently. Still, um, not that I'm trying to relive my childhood, um, but it. it X Men cartoon was so good. Oh, dude, I I'm on like season two right now because it's the the '90s X Men and Spider Man are all on Disney, and Batman's on HBO now. Disney Plus, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I mean, my first I knew the I knew the comic I knew Marvel still like Iron Man and Hulk and because they had those cartoons still going on. But I also like you remember like those those old like Thermos brand um, like kids lunch pails like the. Uh, different colors and stuff. Like I had a blue one. Hell it was, yeah! It was Fantastic yeah. Four. Um, I love that was my first. That was my first lunchbox. Was a Fantastic Four. Um, but and yeah, it came no, with the I, little thermal thing I, that I, you I, put I, your I, soup I, in. Dude, I did not like Superman at all. Um, I love the fact that that was on WB Kids because I didn't watch WB Kids, so I didn't have to worry about <laughs> it interrupting my kids' shows. That's funny. All right, well, we've turned Boot to the Face into a uh, superhero podcast, apparently. So, Marty, why don't you tell people where they can find us, and then we'll take our first break. Well, it works out, you know what I mean? Because I haven't had my Nerdcast in, like, four months, so it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. let's get, get, I saw you get excited when I said Snyder Cut. You, like, perked up. Well, you were about you know, to fall asleep when we first got on here, and I said that As soon as they announced Snyder Cut, like, a couple months back, I'm like, what date? And they give us a date for it. I'm like, oh, snap. It's like that's like a birthday present right there. That's that comes out after my birthday. I'm I'm getting a little birthday present with Batman right there. Um, you can find us anywhere you find your 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 podcast, whether it be iHeart, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Spreaker. You can find us. I mentioned FullPressRadio.com on the app. You can go there. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Boot to the Face underscore, as well as on Twitter, Boot to the Face, and. If you want your merch, you can find us at whatamaneuver.net. 
search boot to the face and all your product is right there in front of you. Just ask Big Joe. Joe's been buying up product lately. Yeah, yeah. Every time I turn around, I get an email that's got Joe's name on it. We appreciate it too, Joe. Joe's been trying to shout us out and get our name out there even more. I do. He needs I, to I talk saw that. Buddy I appreciate that Tell him to fucking. I saw. That's I, what I he saw. Needs him, to do, I saw him Joe. shout out. Uh, get us out there. Eighty proof the other day, and then he said he wanted to shout on both shows. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just shouted out eighty proof. How does that affect boot to the face? You want to shout out eighty proof, and you want to come on boot to the face? And then he shot at a boot to face. I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> but we'll be right back after this brief 90-second message. Welcome back, boot to the face, here on iTunes or Google Play or Spreaker or however you plan to be getting your boot to the face rocks off. But... uh Mark, we've had a lot of shit going on this week in the world of pro wrestling. Where do you want to start? <clears throat> well, I say we uh, start off with the beginning of the week, and we recap Revolution, because I feel like a lot came off of Revolution, and I think we're going to talk about a few of those oh, things. Oh, boy. So. Do we got two hours? <laughs> well, I mean, you got a birthday party, to, and I got to work, so probably not, but we can make sure we try to fit as much of this in as possible. <laughs> Overall, before we talk about it. Um. What did you think about Revolution? You know, I liked it. I I will say this. I don't like Sunday pay-per-views anymore, especially for AEW. Um, and I don't like four-hour pay-per-views anymore. Like, I'm over it. I fell asleep during Revolution. And that's not. And I'm not sitting here trying to talk shit and no, say it's because you, it's the pay-per-view is bad. Because it wasn't. I was, yeah, I was entertained as hell while I was watching it. Um, I actually fell asleep right before the Sting match, and then my wife came down. and She's like, "Are you sleeping during the Sting match?" I was like, "I didn't know it was on." What are you talking about? And I had to get up and rewind it to go back and watch Scorpio Sky win. But my I enjoyed man. the pay per view. I mean, AEW always puts on a good pay per view, but it's it's too long. Like, there's too much shit in it that didn't need to be there. Um, and that's the way I feel about it. But overall, I did enjoy the pay per view. Yeah, I uh, I had to watch it the next day because um, Bleacher B- BR Live was just like fucking up, man. Um, it wasn't letting me watch it. It wasn't letting me rewind and because it started a new show, so it wasn't letting me watch it. By the time I got home from work, and wouldn't let me fast rewind all the way to the beginning. Uh, I turned it on. And it was like <clears throat> the first they let me go back was a Sting match. And I'm like, this isn't even the beginning of the pay per view. This is like the end of it. And then I waited for it to be over, and then it wouldn't let me watch it until the replay was uploaded, and the replay wasn't uploaded until the next day. Um, so it was just frustrating because I had to wait a whole day to watch it. And um, But no, I yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty solid pay-per-view. Um, I don't think I... I think there was... I'm not going to lie. Um, there was a... I mean, the, uh, the tag team match in the beginning was okay. It wasn't great. Um, but most of it, I, I enjoyed most of it. The, I will say, uh, we're just gonna get into it right now. Scorpio Sky winning the ladder match was fantastic. That's you know, I called that. I love it. Yeah. Um, he deserved it. Although you know, that I felt that that should have went further. But whatever. Um, the well, Steam, he turned heel after he, he lost. He did. He did. I love it. I love it. Which um, we talked about. And then. 
the cinematic match with the uh, with Sting and Ar- and Allen and Team Taz, um, it wasn't bad. It made Sting look like a badass. Probably to that, I will say that. Um, but it was just so damn predictable. It's like I get it's like a street match, so there's stuff all over the place, and you know things are gonna happen. But it's literally, it's like you're in a video game, like an arcade style, because it's only linear. And you're like, oh, jump over that barrel. Oh, jump, climb that ladder. Jump over that person. You break that box. Um, because you're, walk, you're watching them, and they're just walking down the, the warehouse. And, yep, somebody's going to go through that window. Somebody's going to use that table. Somebody's going to use that ladder. Somebody, and it's like, oh, that last fire extinguisher sitting in the middle of the walkway. Somebody's going to use that fire extinguisher. It was just so predictable. You know, and, and I get it's a cinematic match. I get it's a street fight, so you're expecting a lot of that stuff. But make that shit somewhat hidden, so it it just like happens fluidly. And I think that's what that just kind of like brought the quality of the match down for me because it seemed so forced really? that they were trying to do this stuff. When if it was like if the if the fire extinguisher would have been hanging from the pillar and then Sting like broke it off the pillar and used it. That there's just more weight to that rather than I'm gonna sit this fire extinguisher in the middle of the walkway that you're all gonna have to walk right by, so we know you're gonna see it and we know you're gonna eventually pick it up. It was just, it was just it kind of annoyed me that they did all that and it could have been a little bit more of a production as far as that would be natural and I think that's where it dropped the ball on that match for me. See, this is the first cinematic match since the Firefly Funhouse that I've actually liked. I've watched it twice now. They're in a warehouse. It was dark. Like They say Darby Allen produced it, so it's showing you his little, what he can do creatively. Um, he takes an ass whooping, <laughs> Un- like, and he doesn't have to. Like I-, I think some of the stuff that he gets done to him is crazy. It made Brian Cage look more like a badass than he ever has since he's been in AEW. And like you said, it made Sting look like a badass. Uh, I like the match. Ricky Starks looked good. Like, everybody came off looking better in this match, I think, than going into it. The match was way better than I thought it was going to be. The fact that they had a ring in the warehouse was cool. Uh, Visually, I liked it. Like I said, I liked the darkness of it. I love the part where Sting's getting chased and... Darby Allen's getting up and he's dragging the baseball bat over to the window and throws it to him. That was cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I liked it. I didn't have any problem. I mean, like you said, it's it's a street fight. There's only so much shit you can do. So I didn't notice that this. I mean, I noticed the stuff was out, but it didn't take me out of the moment as much as it did you. You you. But speaking of being taken out of the moment, uh, I said, speaking of being taken out of the moment, you want to talk about uh the lack of explosives in a fucking barbed wire <laughs> explosive ropes match. <laughs> okay, so Oh boy. What a good match it was it, though. It was a good match. And I talked about how like how obvious the items that were going to be used in the in the cinematic match were. It was just as annoying and obnoxious the how they had this this ring set up. Um, I thought they were going to literally have the like the explosives attached to the damn um, ropes, and they had the barbed wire attached to it. But these explosives were like two feet away from 
the ropes. And every time they hit the first couple times, the explosives went off before they even hit the ropes. And it's like, oh, he had one job. He had one job. And and they made it look like such a production. And it's like, oh, well, you guys are really getting your acting chops in today. And then the whole ending with, yeah. oh, my gosh. How how horrific did that ending have to be? Um, like, back up, Terry. Back up, Terry. <laughs> Terry, back up. Like, that that was more explosives. And that was better <laughs> than, than Moxley. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Hot damn, Terry. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh, I was trying to think. There was a... Eddie Kingston covering Moxley was just so overdone and obnoxious. And the fact that he was passed out from the whatever happened from the explosion or the sparklers. (laughs) Um, It it reminds me of if I were to like light sparklers off for my kids in my driveway and if the neighbor flipped out, dropped off and rolled right then and there. Like, that would be the same thing as Eddie Kingston covering Moxley with the sparklers that went off. Well. Um, I saw a thing posted. I mean, you can't really blame. Go ahead. You can't really blame Eddie Kingston, though, for going through what the storyline was. Like, he didn't know no, no. that. The, he did his job. That the shit wasn't going to go off job. the way. Yeah, he it, did his it, job. It was the pyro. Was like, fucking... all right, we spent so much on the on the barbed wire and the cinematic. We gave, bar- we gave Alan too much <laughs> on the budget. So. No. Um, no, look. Hey, we, they had, I know y'all they wanted had a meet after, and We're Tony Khan's like, Gilbert. Tony Khan's like, what? What the fuck happened with all the explosives? They were like, oh, we used it during Cody's entrance, <laughs> and Cody's just sitting over in the corner, like trying not to make eye contact with anybody. <laughs> oh man! Oh, Miro so tweeted, laughing my ass off. Kenny Omega is such a bad engineer. <laughs> AEW Revolution. <laughs> Fucking Miro. He's funny on Twitter. He, he sucks is, on AEW. 100%. But he's funny on Twitter. Um, Yeah, it, it was a clusterfuck. The one good thing that came out of it, though, I do like the teaming of Moxley and uh, Kingston. That was the first time I've liked Eddie Kingston on TV was this Wednesday with their little backstage thing. Like, the excuse was stupid, but them going back and forth with each other was fun. Like, I love Moxley <laughs> Moxley being like, yeah, you. it was nice of you to come out there to try to help me, but you could have came, like, 20 minutes before that when I was getting jumped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's like, you had to get your eyebrows done and make sure your boots were tied up tight. <laughs> and Kinks is like, it's still 98 in my world, B. <laughs> uh, so... I liked it. I know you don't like Eddie Kingston. I don't like him either, but I, like I said, I thought that was good. I enjoyed it. So that. when I wrote those down in the notes, Moxley and Kingston was for the exact opposite of what you just said. Um, I, really? I, I didn't care for that. I'm like, ah, you've been building Moxley up as his lone wolf, so to speak, and there's badass, and this guy doesn't need anybody, and now you're going to have him go through this with Kingston. Uh, and it's like we're getting, we're getting goofy Moxley. Well, and I don't want Goofy Mox. It was like him sitting there, him back and forth and swaying. It's like, this is 2015 Moxley all over again. Why? But Why? I mean, you know, you, you got to put him somewhere. Like he's not in the main event title picture anymore. So a way to get him away from the title without making him feel less important is to put him in a tag team division. And he's on record saying that he wants a run 
as a part of a really good tag team. So this is a way him and this Kingston. is a way to get him away from Omega in the title. <laughs> I mean him, him I, I know you might not like it. I'm just saying that's the logic behind it. Man, let him let throw one it more explosive sense, in the middle of the ring. And let him go on on paternity leave. Because you know Renee's about to pop sometime soon, right? Like, come on. Let him go on paternity leave. Let him That's enjoy. what I thought that's what I thought the point of this match was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I thought the point of this match was to get him to go away for a little while. Apparently not. But I guess we were wrong because he was so. right back on dynamite on Wednesday. He's on dynamite and Renee Christian! was there. Renee was there on uh on Sunday with showing baby bump with Brandy. So apparently it's whatever. Christian Cage, how you feeling? You know what? I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm. When he came out Sunday, I'm like, ah, oh, that's predictable. But two, I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess we're not gonna see, uh, him have a little anything with Edge, uh, at, in WWE. That would have been fun. Um, I did see something like, oh, uh, what's I see? Christian, the new uh, Christian comes out as a new persona, Christian Cage. I'm like. Have you not been in wrestling for the last twenty years? Christian Cage isn't new <laughs> to, to wrestling, um, idiots. But um, no, that's cool. I like it. I dig it. Um, I have a feeling that he's in AEW because WWE just wasn't going to let him have the kind of matches or schedule that he probably wants. That feels he can do. And I think AEW is probably like, all right, if you think you can do this and we can clear it, you're good. Have fun. Um, and I think that's probably one reason why he joined AEW rather than, than staying in WWE or staying there and doing anything there. And I, I'm good with that. I, I think that I don't mind seeing him on TV. I think that'd be fun to see him. What I don't like is literally two days later, three days later, he's already holding up the championship. Like, really, dude? We just got Edge come back and he's in the championship. Now we're going to get Christian and he's going to be in the championship run. The dude hasn't even had a match yet. And he's already in the championship picture. Like, are you kidding me right now? There's so many other people on this roster well, you, who deserve to be pushed and deserve to be in that spotlight. And now we're going to get Christian, who's been in retirement for the last six years, and now come out and do this? Are you kidding me? Like, you guys want to say you guys are better than and different than WWE, yet you're doing the exact same shit. Hey, we don't want Goldberg to I be thought about this. Uh... And now you're going to give us – how many people who are AEW fans bitch to complain about Goldberg being champion and Goldberg coming to WWE and being in the title picture and how that's dumb and how that shouldn't happen. Yet they open up arms for Christian Cage to come in and be in the title picture first week he's in WWE or AEW. Like, are you kidding me right now? The dude hasn't shown he can go in a match. I thought about I thought all. about why they did this. They They – I think Christian is – well, first off, him and Goldberg aren't the same. Like he had to retire because of injury. Goldberg is just old. Yeah, um, I get it. But as far as Christian goes in the title picture, I I was at first I was the same way you are. I'm like, wow, he's just in a main event picture. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, he's kind of injury prone, right? He's got the concussion stuff going on. You don't know how long it'll be before he'll end up getting hurt again if he gets hurt again. So why you got him? <laughs> fucking do something with him. That, you don't want to have that, him trying to work his way up. Like if you're if your concern is we got to get him involved now before he gets hurt, then that should be his first time saying, "Hey, maybe you shouldn't be doing this." Then I don't know. 
I mean, we don't know that that's the way they're thinking. That was just my thinking. Like yeah. they could, he could be, you know, I think he could have I a limited bump card. More as they along say. the lines of the fact that he's a big name. Kenny Omega's run through the the rosters, even though he hasn't. Um, and shock value, you know, Christian Cage appears. Christian challenges Kenny Omega. I mean, he was one of the final four at the Royal Rumble. He was. That is true. So we and shall now see. He's in AEW. I so, am I mean, interested. Your... I am interested in the storyline that's going to happen between Kenny and Christian. I think that'll be a good story. I'm not going to lie. Um, I just think that it's kind of there's so many people on that roster that deserve to be pushed. Um, that that it hasn't. You know, like I don't know. We never got a pay real payoff of Adam Page and, and, and Kenny Omega, and I feel like. Oh, don't say that. You'll have fucking Adam Page stands coming after you like they did me. Let them come. Fuck it. I, I love Adam Page, and I feel like he should be in... I think that there should have been more story between the two of them instead of just throwing him into the Dark Order. Um, I I don't know. It's it's funny what, what AEW decides to do uh, at times. What about the Inner Circle and MJF? I didn't see this. I didn't watch all of AEW this week. Uh, NXT had me like what all the, the NXT had matches just popping you in the head. So I was I was watching more NXT this week than AEW. Yeah, I had a busy week this week, so it was hard to watch wrestling. Um, I did watch all of AEW though because I want definitely want to see what happened. Um, I liked it. I I thought it was. I thought it was good, and, and they, they, the way they set it up, I mean, unfortunately, you kind of knew it was going to happen the way it was. Sammy Guevara, I'm not going to lie, dude. Sammy Guevara is just so obnoxious on TV. I, it's been so nice with him being gone, and now he's right back in the mix with the inner circle again. Um, but the, yeah, the way they did it, and then the fact that they, you know, turned and he had his own team, and they beat the hell out of the inner circle. Was fantastic. I think that's going to be great. Um, I think at the same point they turned basically they turned the inner circle into a face faction by making MJF and his faction that they're automatic heel. Um, Warlow looked like an actual badass for the first time ever, so I dig that. Um, yeah, if anything comes out of this, I think it's going to be Warlow um, and Sean Spears are going to come out of this faction storyline. Higher than anybody else. And I hope it does. If not, then what are we here for? If this is just to elevate MJF or the FTR, um, it's it's like, okay, you guys don't need that. These two other guys who haven't had the prominence that they should are, are guys that need to be pushed up. Um, fucking Tully being in the ring and jumping off the turnbuckle, I can do without. Well. Uh, so let's take a break. And when we come back, we will. You want to get into World War Three? You want to get into some news? Man, let's get into. Oh, we can talk some news. We can talk some news, and then we can talk World right. War Three after that. So we'll talk some news when we come back. Here on Boot to the Face, stay tuned. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez. Marty, we had a lot of news going on this week. Uh, let's first talk about. One of the sad things that we found out this week involving the Peacock Network. Why it's sad? Because we've been doing a fucking WCW Monday Nitro review. And it turns out 
even though they've had months to prepare for this, they're not going to have all of the content just switch over from the network to the Peacock. Um, what a crock of shit. Bullshit. You tell me all the money y'all have, all the servers, all the all the people you have, and you can't bring the content with you. Here's a here's a fun fact. If you can't get something done, don't do it until you can. Um, it's it, you know what? Hey, this plane isn't completely put together, but we're gonna fly it anyways. No, motherfucker. Put the plane together completely, and I'll get on the plane. Um, if you can't go live with everything, don't go live. Just wait. Like I get they're trying to get everything out before WrestleMania, trying to get everything turned over before WrestleMania. Um, but it's ridiculous. Like all that content, people people have the network. Yeah, the pay per view, the current pay per views, but people have the network. The people that actually pay and like go to it consistently that are all that are on the network aren't on it for the monthly pay-per-view they're on it for mm-hmm. the back catalog i fucking love the network i love the network and i get they're gonna have all the all the new content still gonna be there all the you know steve austin shows and all the the 24s and all that stuff's gonna be on there and that's great but you want to know how many how much of that stuff i watch compared to the old catalog i watch the old catalog more than I watch those live and new event and original series. So I, you know the, I'm frustrated. The part that pisses me that. off more than more than them not having all that stuff on there is the search engine. The search engine is already trash. Like, you know how hard I have to look for something if I want to find it. And now they're saying the search engine is going to be even worse on the Peacock network. Like, oh, really? Cause I, I don't I heard know. I'm not going to shit on it completely until I heard that it's supposed to be much easier I was to where like you can actually find a specific match so much faster and easier than you could on network. I hope so. That's what I heard. I um, hope so. Cause you definitely can't do it now. Uh, NXT takeover announced this week, two things. One, they have new women's tag team champions, two in one night. And then two, they're going to have a two-night event leading into WrestleMania, one on the USA Network and one on the Peacock Network, uh, Thursday and, is it Wednesday and Thursday or Thursday and Friday, uh, of WrestleMania weekend, and I ain't going to lie to you, I'm here for it. Two, two and a half hours, two nights in a row coming up for WrestleMania from NXT, I don't know, I don't have to be involved in any storyline in NXT and I can flip on one of their pay-per-views and be enjoyed by, and I'm a storyline guy. Like the in-ring stuff doesn't really do it for me much as the storyline does it. But for whatever reason, I can turn on NXT and be entertained no matter who's wrestling. Yeah, no, I, I totally Could just get that. be a mental <clears throat> thing. Um, I, I like NXT. I love takeover. Um, uh, it's actually going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. So basically then they're going to have a day off. Of matches and they're gonna have the two night WrestleMania, yeah. Um, but no, I think that's. I hope that that means they're gonna be able to get more people on there. <clears throat> and I hope they don't just like have <coughs> Santana Garrett. Oh man, you ruined my thunder. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was getting, I, 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 as soon as I saw the announcement, I was like, I can't wait to talk about that. I can't wait to to shout it out in the morning. And but she wasn't there when all the women were standing out there for the tag team title announcement. I didn't see her. That's because she's getting ready to come back, and she's going to come back as a heel. 
She's busy doing it for the gram. I'm okay with that. Uh, Molly Holly is the first member of the 2021 Hall Mighty of Fame Mighty Molly. And she got announced, and it was told to her and broken to her by the Hurricane himself. Who that? Um, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's she, cool. It goes back to the fucking Mighty Molly and the Hurricane yep, shit. Yep. That's dope. The, he, he, uh, they were on like a Skype call, and he, hey. he announced to her that she was going to be the first inductee of the Hall of Fame. And it was pretty cool. It you know what else cool. happened? You know what else happened on the bump? The Scott. Scott got her. Got her tweets. Yep. This motherfucker done made it to the semifinals of their trivia challenge. That's awesome. Congratulations to him. He's on the bump every week now, this guy. That's fantastic. Cutting these, look, cutting these dry-ass promos. Tell me to drop a Boots to the Face drop down in that real quick. Not boots face, well, you know boots what's funny face. is the first one I watch... The first question he gets is a Mickey James question, mm-hmm. and I'm like, if he gets this shit wrong, I'm gonna whoop his ass. And I can see it on his face. He's like, Rucker's gonna kill me if I get this wrong. <laughs> but it was so easy. It was like, who did Mickey James beat for her first women's title? Like uh, Trish Stratus. Oh, it's it only was? like the most talked about women's fucking storyline ever. It was Trish Stratus. I thought. I'm just kidding. I know it's Trish Stratus. I'm just kidding. I was about to lose my Skype connection. <laughs> um. Rumor has it Andrade asked for his release, but it was denied. Quickly. Uh, quickly denied. You know, I, I, I get wanting to, you know, the pandemic has robbed a lot of people of stuff. Like kids robbed of seeing their friends and stuff like that. Like adults robbed of going out and, you know, kind of letting loose a little bit. And then you got like pro wrestlers being robbed of actually wrestling. Like. Before you go further, like speaking of that, did you see? Have you seen the interview from Tyson Fury? No. So he came out basically saying the same thing. Like <clears throat> he was supposed to have a match at Survivor Series, was supposed to have a match at Royal Rumble, was supposed to fight um, Drew McIntyre in UK, was supposed to fight Deontay Wilder, was supposed to fight um, what's the the other guy? Um, uh, I can't remember his name. But he, he talked about how the the pandemic in the last year has cost him all these matches and fights he was supposed to have. His heck, his career, his career has been put on hold because of the pandemic, and basically lost all those opportunities because of this. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, and go ahead. I was gonna say yeah, the way it's. You know, normally when somebody in WWE is like unhappy with booking and they want to leave, like, I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, you signed up for it. So you're losing on TV. You're still getting a fat ass paycheck and you're still getting on TV, right? This is a little different. Like, I kind of get it. Like, this guy is in the prime of his career and it's being wasted. You know, and you can't c- completely blame WWE. They only have so much TV time going. And yeah, he's really good, but you know, he was on TV every week when the pandemic first started and the ratings were the lowest they've ever been. So for all the people that are bitching and complaining, like this is your doing, you were the one not watching while he was on TV. Not only that, like he not only was he just like on the show, he was on the show a lot. Exactly. And he wasn't doing anything. But my, uh, my point I was getting to is normally I, I'm like, just shut up and collect your check and wait for your contract to run out. But I, I completely get this. Like, 
because he doesn't have the opportunity to go anywhere else and wrestle and stay relevant. He doesn't have the opportunity to go to house shows, even though he's not on TV and try to make the office see something in him. He's just basically sitting at home, hanging out with Charlotte, taking pictures of social media. Like I get it. If you're not going to use me, you got all these people around here. Give me my release and let me go wrestle somewhere else. It doesn't have to be AEW. Hell, he can go to Triple A. He can go to Impact. He can go to, I was going to say Lucha Underground, but they're dead. Uh, MLW, like, the guy could go anywhere and immediately be top mid-card, lower main event in another company. Yeah, Impact, but WWE, NWA, yeah. and somewhere. WWE's just got too much shit going on right now. So I... For this is one of the times where I get it. Like I understand the frustration because the pandemic has fucked stuff up. Like there's no other way to put it. Yeah, and I mean I I know he can wrestle. Um, I've never really been a fan of Andrade. I started to come around to it, but at the same point, like his his storyline was was relevant and decent to watch because I'm just be honest, Zelina Vega, like she made a lot happen for them. The commentary, the talk, the promos. You know that that's what really carried that that situation, and she's gone, and her not being his mouthpiece doesn't do much for him, um, and didn't do much for any of them after she left. I mean, Angel Garza's jobbing out now, and uh, Andrade Humberto's is in the gym. Have you seen that picture? Oh, uh, I saw that. Did you see the picture of Humberto? I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, I bet you you better quit talking shit about that man, for he come looking for you, Martin. Nah, him and Dominic are too busy. It's, it's, uh, him and I don't know if you know this, but Raw has a women's champion. Uh, Becky Lynch did not take the belt to pregnancy with her, Marty. Oh, I thought but the baby, I thought the baby was born Oscar. and carried the title. No? Oh. Interesting. I mean, that's the way it seems. Because Oscar's out again, but this one through no fault of hers. <laughs> WWE has done her no favors. But when she does finally come back, Shayna Baszler kicks her in the mouth and knocks her damn tooth out, gives her a concussion, and she's still out. So your girl Charlotte came on TV a couple weeks ago and said she wants Asuka at WrestleMania. Stop me if you heard that one before. Heard that again this week on Monday Night Raw. Said the same shit over and over again. And here we go again. 100% Charlotte all the time. I think Becky's going to come back. I was convinced she was done. I think they're they're giving you something obvious just to make you be like, oh, whatever, just Charlotte versus Oscar. Even if it ain't Becky, I think somebody else is going to step in and fight Oscar at WrestleMania. I don't think it's going to be Charlotte. I hope so. It shouldn't be Charlotte. <clears throat> no, it shouldn't be at all. Um, and we'll get to this in a little bit when we start talking about WCW and World War Three, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it now. The more we watch WCW, and after watching Sting and and Ric Flair at World War Three, it's so blatantly clear that Charlotte is Ric Flair. Like my God, like okay, <laughs> I get you turned the figure four into a figure eight, but but what else? Okay, you do a moonsault. Everything else you do is Ric Flair. Like, could you not do anything of your own? Like, seriously. You watch her her moveset, it's the exact same shit as Ric Flair. 
Her name is Ric Flair. Her music is Ric Flair. Her, her, her entrance, her persona is Ric Flair. Like, holy shit, it's okay to be someone different. Like, seriously. If Simone comes out and says, Can you smell what Simone is baking? Guess what? It's the fucking rock. <laughs> Get over it. Like, come on, She man. does the people's elbow, though. I'm here for it. <laughs> She does the people's elbow. I'm here for it. She can do the people's leg drop. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> Run against the rope twice and do a leg drop. Or the people's forearm smash. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't like Charlotte. But you, I ain't going to be, I'm not going to be negative. I, I woke up this morning and chose positivity, Marty. So let's get to something positive. WrestleMania tickets go on sale this week. Apparently, WWE. Eh, they're not going to be that much for all of them. No, I know. There's just some of them up there, $1,200, which is normal. Uh, You got written down here. They want 75% capacity? Yeah, that's the that's the report I saw is that they're hoping for 75% capacity over two days. I'm like, hot damn, that's a that's an awful lot of people right there. Like, holy hell. If they wanted that if they wanted that much capacity, they should have put these fucking tickets on sale a month ago. Um. I don't know if they know this, but we're in a pandemic, and it's kind of hard to make travel arrangements and shit like that at the last minute. Now nah, they're now, thinking I know some people. They're thinking not nah, like the pandemic, myself. Ain't nobody traveling. People can get book, book flights and shit really quick. Southwest got some deals. You know, like myself, I when I found out they were going to have fans there, and I thought I'd be able to go, I immediately booked rooms, which I'm going to have to cancel now. And you know, so I imagine some people did that, but. I don't know, 75% with a month to go in a 60,000-seat stadium? Like, that's a big ass. For two nights, that's a big ass. Now, I will say this, though. You got people fucking, like, jonesing to be in a wrestling arena and see something. And they can go to WrestleMania? I don't know, man. They On one hand, I think they waited too long. On the other hand, I think they might pull this shit off. I mean, <laughs> they have people wanting to go so bad to an event. I think they absolutely can get close to it at least. Um, <clears throat> I think that they can get close. I think they can absolutely do more than what people are anticipating them doing. But yeah, like you said, people want to go so bad that within a month, people will buy. Like that shit, I guarantee that shit's going to sell out. It will sell out. We'll see. It'll sell out. It'll sell out by Tuesday. We will see. Of next week? Yeah, it'll sell out within 24 hours. So you're giving it a week. They'll be sold out in a week. Look, they're gonna sell out within a day. Their oh, tickets, no. their tickets are gonna be no. sold out to the point where then they're gonna be like, okay, we can open up more seats to get closer. I don't think they're gonna open up enough capacity for seventy five percent. I think they're gonna have like maybe forty to fifty percent, and then that's gonna sell out, and then that's when they'll evaluate whether they should open up more seats to get to that seventy five. I don't know. I mean the. One of the cool things about WrestleMania is all the meet and greets and all the cons and stuff like that that go on, too. I don't know if people are going to be willing to... Re- then again, I don't know, man. I watch pe- fucking people go to concerts That's and shit thing, still. That's the thing, though, man. With no like, mask. I don't know. There's you got to look at it that way, too. You People talking about people risking to be around all those people. Well, you don't really have to be around all those people as much now. At least this time, because you don't have... All the meet and greets. You don't have all the access. You don't have all the other stuff. You just have the event. So being like squished in with all these people all day long, every day, 
isn't going to be what's going to happen this time. You're probably going to go. There might be no. A couple they're still things. doing all that other stuff. Full up, full blown, like they did in the. They're past. still doing WrestleCon. Oh, well. They're still doing WrestleCon. They're still doing uh all the all the other wrestling events and stuff like that to go around and take over WrestleMania City. They're still doing all that well, shit. Then that's on them. Then yeah, I don't know, man. Like it's gonna be interesting to see what they do, and it's gonna be interesting to see over the next three weeks how yeah. that shapes out. What I will say though is that it's gonna be nice to have people at WrestleMania. Let's take our last break, and then when we come back, we'll talk some World War Three and maybe get into some fast. Is fast lane tonight, dude? No, fast is next week. But there's only like three matches announced. Okay. So we don't really need to talk about it, really. All right. Well, then we don't have to talk about fast lane. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about World War Three, and then we will get up out of here. Here on Boots of the Face. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Welcome back to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez. Our final segment, our final push to the end of the show, and we are talking some World War Three, nineteen and ninety five. Not only that, this might be one of our fast, our line of final pushes of WCW for a while. Um, I actually think we'll probably get maybe two more episodes with Nitro recaps before they put the kibosh and pause button on these. So. Like you said, World War Three ninety five. I've been waiting for this event like for for a couple weeks now, because I, I every time they have that first promo commercial for it, um, I've been excited. Sixty man battle royal. Oh, I I I love this match. Um, <clears throat> I, I actually enjoy, I enjoy this card, man. I enjoy this card. Not too, it, you know. I was pissed off at a moment. Fuck Lex Luger. Um, can't stand Lex Luger. Um, bullshit ass beating Randy Savage again. Um, not cool, man. Not cool. Not cool. But I will say the Johnny B. Bad and DDP feud that's been going on since we started watching Nitro, I've actually enjoyed a lot. Um, like I said in the past, I've enjoyed. I like this version of DDP, and from where I, him first losing the title. And then what they've been going through back and forth, and now with the Diamond Doll, um, <clears throat> I've enjoyed the feud with Johnny Bad and DDP, and I, I like that um, this match had the turn. Um, and and Diamond Doll, Kimberly Page went to Johnny B. Bad's side and left DDP in the dust. Um, I, I it's it, this match it has this feud has intrigued me while I read it rewatch. Well, what about uh, the start of the... First off, we just got done talking about WrestleMania and having fans in there. The first thing you see when this pay-per-view comes on, is I took a mental note of it, was how jam-packed that, that arena looked. So full. It was I think it was the scope in Norfolk. And it just looked like a big deal. And then you got the three rings in there. 
And then they immediately go to Sting, Macho Man, and and Hogan. And they can't put the fucking fire up out. And Hogan's still trying to cut a promo. And Sting's blowing on the fire and pouring water and shit. <laughs> like, there was it, a, was, uh, it was a, it was it was it looked like a lot of cr- people. There's only twelve thousand people there. Yeah, they they made it look bigger than what it was. Yeah. It looked that looked like it could have been WrestleMania the way it looked when it first came in. Right. Um, I don't know if it was the the shape of the building because the building had that weird ceiling on it too at the scope. Um, but yeah, the Johnny B Bad DDP feud was it was good. It was good for uh, to trying to. You can see them starting to get the ball rolling with DDP. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't obviously think he's gonna be a world champion one day, but you could see like they liked him, right. even though he was fucking forty year old rookie. Uh, so I enjoyed that one too. Um, got Bubba Rogers and Jim Duggan. I'm not going to lie. I thought Jim Duggan was retired by this point, but apparently he's not. Like, I know we've seen him come out. <laughs> I've seen him come no. out on Nitro a couple times, but like when he came out of his match, like when they, when they saw Bubba Rogers come out, I'm like, oh, uh, I was thinking he was going to fight somebody else. And then all of a sudden Jim Duggan came. I'm like, wait, this son of a bitch still fighting? Okay. I, I Wait, thought he was done so by this point, but okay. You think you think he's retired in ninety five. Spoiler alert for everybody listening. And Marty, I'm gonna tell you this because I don't know if we're gonna be still reviewing Nitro for the year two thousand, but I mean if we are, we are. And I'll just ruin it for you now. Hexel Jim Duggan joined Team Canada with Lance Storm. Like he turned on the US and joined Team Canada. In the year two thousand. Fantastic. Or it was like ninety nine maybe. Good to know. Good to know. But like he he still keeps going. I feel like if you click, he on has his a name run now, where he still uh, says he's an active wrestler. He <laughs> probably does. Is an he American, has a run where he used to hit. So people, you know, like if you a, go to Wikipedia, a roll of coins. Yeah. If you go to Wikipedia, where sometimes like oh retired or or former wrestler. No, when you pull up Jim Duggan, it says is an American professional wrestler, not retired, not former. <laughs> It says he is a. So that means that makes me believe that he's still active right now. Let me go scroll down a little bit. Let's see. What do we got down here? Holy shit. Return to WWE. That was 2013. 2009 to present independent circuit. Um, Just had a match three years ago. Holy hell. All right, then. Oh. Hell, he was just in the Royal Rumble, wasn't he? No. He hasn't been in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, he was. He just wrestled in the Royal Rumble. When? I swear he was. He hasn't been in the WWE since this year. I Why am I why am I thinking he was in the Royal Rumble this year? He was in something recently. Like this year. Within the past year, he was in something. His last match was against Jack Swagger in a DQ match on Raw in twenty thirteen. No, it wasn't it wasn't eight years ago. His last Royal Jim Rumble was in something. His Royal Rumble appearance was twenty twelve. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking about, but he was on TV recently. I mean, he might have um, been on TV. I'm looking but... at the Wikipedia. <clears throat> I'm looking at the Wikipedia for World War Three, and the thing that sticks out is they have two ring announcers. They have David Penzer, who does all the ring announcing, and then Michael Buffer does the main event. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't that a bitch? Like, you let me <laughs> ring announce all night long, and then for the main event, you get this fucking guy out here who's making five times what I'm making, and he only has to do one match. Um, but WCW used to, I used to love when Michael Buffer would, would do that for them. 
Uh, the next match was... Hold on. Before we go to the next match, there was a Luger promo before that. And can I tell you how much I hate this promo? Like, can you look the fuck up? Like, I get there's a prompter there for you telling you what to say. But do you have to read it line for line? Hey, Ron Burgundy, look up real quick, bro. Look up real quick. Good Lord, man. It was... It's so frustrating him just watching him stand there reading the prompter, looking down the prompter the whole time. Like, like, do you not know what to say? Are you that bad that you can't talk for yourself? My goodness, that was just uh, so horrible. But go on to the next match. The, the next match is a interpromotional women's tag team match with. I'm gonna try these. Bull Mayumi and Akira Hukazaki versus Cutie Suzuki, and then Bull Nakano and Akira Hakutu Hakudo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not even gonna do the justice of naming this podcast because they don't have the balls to name me when they talk about me. <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast this past week, and it was brought up that. You know, oh, you like Sasha Banks, but there's people in Japan that are 10 times better. Who gives a fuck? Nobody knows these people. I watch WWE and AEW. Wrestling is not homework for me. I don't fucking do research on some random fucking Japanese wrestlers on the other side of the world whose name I can't even fucking pronounce. You know what is an easy name to pronounce? Chris Rucker. You want to talk shit? Call my name out and we'll talk about it. But if you're not going to do it, shut the fuck up. Anyway, back to uh, World War Three. Uh, yeah, I so I'm not gonna. Lie. I didn't watch this match. I, I, I fast forward. I fast forward this match, so I'm kind of around the same page. <laughs> yeah. But we probably missed out on the best women's wrestler ever. We didn't, because I stopped a couple times because it, it just kept fucking fast forwarding. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, next, you got the. United States heavyweight champion who beat Sting in a match in Japan that wasn't televised. Yeah, I was going to say, I saw this and I'm like, what, what, when when the hell did he get this title? When the hell, did I miss something? I was like, did it, was this on on Saturday night? And then it's like, oh, this happened in Japan. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. Okay, that's whatever. Um, I thought this was a decent match. Uh, Chris Benoit, um, I've been enjoying his matches a little bit more. Like, 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 like. Eddie Guerrero's matches, how they've grown on me, and they get better each week. I felt the same way with Chris Benoit. I think they keep getting better and better. Um, this wasn't a great match, but I thought it was a, a good match, um, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Macho Man versus Lex Luger. Uh, Luger fucking has a <laughs> puts a torture rack on Macho Man on the outside and then puts him in the armbar. Makes him pass out, which is weird because Hulk Hogan told us at the beginning that the macho man's arm was a million percent healthy, <laughs> but yet he comes out with a fucking bandage on and Luger makes him pass out from a fucking arm bar, arm bar, hold three arm bar. Uh, Sting comes out. They re they redo the whole thing that they did. He talks Luger into letting him go. And then Sting versus Ric Flair starts. Uh, anything you want to hit on the Macho Man and Luger match? Fuck Lex Luger. I was so mad that he beat Randy again. 
I was so mad. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm like, oh, Macho Man's gonna get his revenge on now. It is what it is. And just fucking made him like, mm. wow, wow. You ma- you made him take the work. Wow. Fuck you, Eric Bischoff. Fuck you, WCW. Fuck you, Lex Luger. Um, that that this is my thought process mid card. So, Marty, we have been doing this WCW review for a couple months now. We're 12 episodes in the Nitro and two pay-per-views in, and we've seen Sting and Ric Flair fight each other at least three times. Yes. yes. Here was the frustration that I had back in the day. Sting and Flair wrestled so much, and it was the same match every time. It was the same fucking match every time they wrestled. Even when Sting was the Crow Sting and he wrestled Ric Flair, same fucking match. That's chop. That's I don't because Rick military Flair press you. only has so many match moves and so many things he can do at an old man's age that he can has to say the same choreography because it's all he knows. Guess what? You know what? You know what's done? Done at every wedding. The fucking electric slide. Want to know why? Because the moves are easy to remember. Hell, they tell you the moves. So they do them at every fucking wedding and event. Because everybody can come out there. Everybody can do it. So how does a Sting match or Ric Flair match work in WCW in the 90s? Hey, here's the choreography we're going to do for Ric Flair. And we're just going to bump to throw the same person in every time. And you're going to fill the spot because this is what Ric knows. And you're gonna and we're going to be good there. And that's what these matches have become. And I, I've noticed that. And that's when I started realizing last night, oh, Charlotte Flair is Ric Flair, and we're never going to get away from that. Uh, Sting gets a superplex and then puts a scorpion deathlock on Flair. He taps out, and then the match is over. And they were put at such a disadvantage. Like, why are these two on right before World War Three when they're like two of the biggest names in WCW? Right, Put and then they got to go out and, and fight Duggan fucking sixty men. Right, like this should have opened the night. You know what I mean? Like, I understand. I mean, I understand the logic behind it. Like, Sting and Flair weren't going to win, but still, like, it puts them at a competitive disadvantage if you're believing like anything that goes on. Uh, so the next main event is World War Three, the actual match. And I'm watching this on the elliptical on my phone. So it probably came off better for you if you watched it on TV. I did. But they got the three rings going at once. They're jumping around on commentary. And it's like nobody can keep up with what's actually happening. Oh you got so gosh, many guys standing outside the ring. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know if they're eliminated or not. They're standing outside the ring fight. Luger's punk ass. <laughs> he fucking just hung out outside the whole match until Macho Man saw what he was doing and chased him in. But I will tell you this. I fucking love Dusty Rhodes on commentary. Right? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, I got so excited when I saw Dusty pop up on screen. I'm like, oh, yes. Here we go. I looked over at her. I'm like, that's Kobe's daddy right there. That's the man. That's Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah, baby. Dusty Rhodes right there. We're going to watch this. Here we go. And I was excited, man. As soon as they showed him, I was so happy. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um. So it's a big clusterfuck. The end of the match, as usual, Hulk Hogan cannot lose cleanly. He can't get thrown over the top rope. There always has to be something with Hogan. Like, he rarely loses cleanly and rarely puts anybody over. Macho Man 
is the winner of the match, gets awarded the title. Hogan got pulled underneath the bottom rope from the giant, but the referee saw his feet on the ground. And I just like, just fucking lose, dude. Like, it ain't gonna hurt you. You're Hulk Hogan. Like, it ain't gonna matter that you got, like the Royal Rumble when Flair won, and Sid had to grab him from outside, or, I'm sorry, he grabbed Sid from the outside after Sid eliminated him. Like, it's always something with this fucking guy. Just lose and go away. Like, you're untouchable in wrestling at this time. Nobody's going to care. Hell, Arn Anderson beat him in a match one-on-one, and he came back out, and he was still Hulk Hogan the next day. Like, it happens. Anyway, I'm just, I fucking hate Hulk Hogan. I always did. He's like Captain American Superman to me when I was a kid. <laughs> He's a fucking dork. Ah, uh, this happened, and I'm like, oh. oh. This is going to happen. And then, and then they get the belt to Mandy. And I'm like, I was so excited. Mandy's my dude, man. I was so happy watching him win that belt. And I didn't see nothing. I didn't see nothing, Hogan. I didn't see nothing. I'm like, don't, 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 you know, don't need to, to validate it to him. You're the champion, dog. You're the champion. You raise that hand up. You spin that belt around. You don't need to tell him shit. Let him cry. Let him complain. You don't care. You're my friend. You're going to get this chance. I don't give a shit. You you know what? You Won't you say the last thing? What's the last thing you said to him? It is what it is. Yes, it is. You were the champion. You raised your hand up high. You kick Hogan out the ring. And you have your moment to shine. Because you, sir, are the world champion. Macho man. And what did you just say? You got to kick Hogan out of the ring because Savage couldn't even fucking celebrate. It's got to be about Hulk Hogan. That. As you, like, who had to have God, the last man. word? Who had the last word? Fucking Hogan. Who do you think? Hogan repeated what Macho said. And it's like, really, man? You couldn't even let him have the last word. Ugh. So frustrating. Hogan's a cocksucker. So annoying. Anyway. Uh, that's all we got, Marty. I gotta, I'm, I'm running behind, so I got to get the hell up out of here. Uh, you got any shout outs? I don't have any. I, yeah, I'm just give a shout out. Right uh, you know, like you mentioned earlier, uh, I know I was gonna wait till the end, but you kind of threw it out there earlier. Shout out to Joe. Um, all the support he's been given. Hope the man. You know, I talked to him a couple nights ago. Hope he's doing well <clears throat> on the men. Hope things get better and straighten out for him. Um, better health coming ahead. Um, got a shout out to JP, our boy Irish Whip. Dude reached out to me, came and I let me help him hook him up with the mattress and a bed and. Uh, appreciate that. Gotta love him. Um, he already texted me this morning saying he's already enjoying it. So that's fantastic. Um, yeah, those are my two shots for this week. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. If you can hear this, shout out to you. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm a little disheveled right now trying to get done. So that's it. Uh, this has been boot to the face. I don't remember what episode it is, but for Marty Vasquez, 128. Wow, we're knocking them out. Damn it's right. been 28 episodes since 100 already. That's crazy. Uh, this has been Boot to the Face episode 128. I'm Rocker. That's Marty. We'll see you next week with some more Nitro reviews and maybe a fast lane prediction. Until then, peace. Later. It's the cool
with a year that you're loving to hate If you fucking with the team, you catch a boot to the face Rebound from the boot, I hit the Irish whip Don't be mad, cause we know your podcast ain't shit Stop hating, motherfucker, you know he the man RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant And them two hard hitters repping Montreal Godfathers of the crew, making sure we ball If you still wanna hate, it's no saving ya You might get beat down on talk of mania Listen to the whole team across body of work It'll make you realize that you should've been first And me, I cause chaos everywhere that I go 80 proof and no less got me ready to throw Don't step to the mic unless you want that smoke FPC, the whole team is like a knife to your throat Yeah!